Hello and welcome to Mad Hatter's Tea Party. I'm Wael Hattar. Today I'm interviewing Sheikha Wafa bint Hashir al-Maktoum at Meme Gallery at her latest show, Seamless Loop. Hello. Hello, Wael. How are you? Very well, thank you. So, this is your second solo Second show? solo show, yeah. My first solo was at uh, Bonham's on uh, Jumeirah Road in 2011. 2011, 2016. Five years, we're going to talk about the work that you've done um, on the, the, the gallery space that you have and the support you've worked. But before we get into that, we'll talk about this current uh, exhibition and how it is developed from the previous work you've, you've done, uh, as well as the blending of art and design together. Okay. Brilliant. So, let's start off with the Seamless Loop title. For people who are watching this, the show is on till October 30th, so you can still catch it at Meme Gallery um, in Dubai. And the work we have are mandalas, is that a correct term? I think you can call it mandalas or circles or infinite possibilities. Yeah, uh, so exactly. So the infinite, the seamless loop aspect of it is, is this rotation, which is, I guess, traditionally taken from a lot of Arabesque work and design. Yes. And, uh, and um, Wafa's previous work was always kind of abstraction of, of shapes and animals uh, specifically. And they're taken here and reinstated into what looks like just patterns. Yes. So let's start with the animals. <laughs> well, the animals are all taken from the region, um, such as the camel, the horse, the fish, the falcon, whatever I, I was able to see in my surroundings. And, and then I turned it into a simplified shape, which is a geometrical shape or like an iconography and made it icons out of them. Mm. So for example, the camel was simplified into just like triangles and rectangles. Uh, the bird, the falcon, the palm tree, all of that. And then from there, I moved on on playing with patterns and either repeating them sideways or repeating them um, on a bus, on the um, boxing bags. And after that, I just started playing around with the shapes on Illustrator until I finally got into the circular shape and then repeated that over and over and over again until the camel was no longer a camel or the horse is no longer a horse but just a pattern and uh, so now we get into the once you have the pattern on you have these colors and and these colors are also i guess fit with with, with the with kind of the image of, of, of the creature you're talking about so how does the separation between the silk screen and the embroidery work what did you start first how did what developed into what I started first by uh, hand-painting them on paper, hand-painting them on fabric, on the computer, and trying different uh, media and trying different surfaces and fabrics and playing with the colors and watercolors, acrylic, inks, markers. I've tried it all. And then um, when I saw it printed on a piece of paper with very crisp color and sharp edges, I said, why not try it on screen printing, which would actually work very beautifully. And the colors were chosen from that uh, shape or from that animal. For example, the, the fish would be blues and greens and beiges that represents the sea and what's under the sea. The uh, camel would represent the color of the desert and the fur of the camel and the sand dunes. So that's how it started. And then after the silk screen, then I went into the embroidery part of it. 
And uh, you've never silk screened before, have you? No, I have. I've been silk screening for a long time. For the patterns that you've had before? Uh, no, for the patterns specifically, no, but for other artworks I have. And so, so then why did you move to the, text, to the textile embroidery stuff? I've always loved textile since uh, uni, and then I've worked on textile such as sewing on paper with the words and the quotes that I've done. So that was also part of the Bonhams show. And then I've done another show called Text Me in uh, Laurie Shabibi, which also was text-based and embroidery on paper with some ink and spray paint in the background. So it's kind of carried on in my work, but uh, I think this was one of the first uh, shows that I had it uh, full embroidery on canvas. And it definitely looks like an evolution and development from both the directions of work into something new, which mm -hmm. doesn't look like the, the older, I guess, needlework, yes. rather, yes. Um, than, than, than the, all the, the, the patterns that you have now. And was that, was that difficult to do? I mean, did you have to uh, learn sewing and, and get, like, help with seamstresses and things well, like this. I can I can use a sewing machine mm -hmm. and I could do a very simplified uh, stitch on fabric, mm -hmm. but actually for this show I was guiding a tailor. Mm -hmm. We were sitting together on the on the floor, there was okay, an embroidery it's bed. Difficult. Yeah, it is very difficult and I've seen him through all the do all the process and I was there with the fabric, with the material, with the sequence, mm -hmm. placing each piece of fabric where it's supposed to be and holding down the material and um, he would just follow what I would say. And uh, through, through that exercise, did you change a few things in the piece itself or did you just run through how you had previously? I, I had a little guide with me where what colors go where, like following the colors I had done on mm. the computer with, with a printout, but when the actual... Um, Going to the soup, going to the shops, and choosing the fabrics, and choosing the sequence, and choosing the thread—that wasn't an exact match. Mm. So I had to change the plan there on the spot. And if it wasn't this blue, then I would get a lighter or darker blue that would kind of match what I'm doing. And when um, when we actually started embroidering the piece, that was when it got tricky because sometimes it wouldn't work and sometimes it would. So I had to actually be very flexible as to what the tailor's capabilities was, how far I could push him to go and how far I could make him do such things. Because he's a very traditional embroiderer yeah. and he would just do a flower or a butterfly or something what was supposed to be done on the, on the fabric of the jalabiyas or the shelas or the abayas. For him to see this, he kept telling me, it, it can't happen, it can't happen. <laughs> and I was like, no, it will happen. Don't tell me it can't, it will. So it was kind of a communication where he didn't speak English, I couldn't speak Hindi. And um, it, was, it was that communication, but with pointing and with, you know, placing and holding and telling him, do it here, do it here, then it would, it worked, kind of. Yeah, I, I know it's going to be a bit off topic. I did a piece as well once with, with a collection of tailors because it was yeah. a whole uh, duvet of yes. Mughatras. And they were looking at me as if I was, like, psychotic. And yes. Like, what are you doing? Yes. And I was like, it has to be four by four by four. Like, and I'd do the math. But anyway, <laughs> we digress. But going back to, again, the, the, the texture, and, and now we're, I'm com visually comparing it mm -hmm. to the silk screens. Yes. The silk screens that you have are these kind of cut and dry mathematical developments yes. of structure. It's just yes. form and structure. But then you get to the, uh, 
the embroidery, the embroidery and all you have is kind of let's call it straight in quotations yes. lines and then kind of some curves and all of a sudden it feels alive it feels alive it feels more organic you can touch and feel and play with oh, we're you allowed know. to touch yes you're allowed to touch it's fine so you can like feel it come alive for example with the falcon you can see the blue in the middle and the silver mm -hmm. but in the embroidery piece it's actually paint because I painted the surface first and then put the silver mesh over it and then put the blue sequence so it's kind of more layered as you said this is yeah. more clean cut and straightforward whereas this is more you build layers and you build fabrics and texture and embroidery which I, I this is what I wanted it to feel like exactly and this is what kind of for me because I've seen your work before uh, the evolution of it wasn't the fact of um, kind of shapes becoming less shapy and more abstract mm -hmm. but you moving to a whole different breathing space of when your design became art yes because at least for me I see art as as a, a way of looking at life yes and different ways and 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 with these ones specifically specifically that you are talking about areas and nature and and, and animals and but you're not spelling it out but rather feeling it out and and having kind of this this kind of this emotion come across with these kind of unprofessional unstraight kind of curved off Lines. Yes, because that's that's how nature is. It's not mm. it's not perfect. It's not uh, it's not straight. So that's where also the word seamless loop came yep. from. It's a loop. It's seamless. You talk about embroidery and you talk about seams. So seamless loop where it could be perfect in the screen prints and it could not be perfect on the embroidery. So again, it's all about like the the circle of life and mm -hmm. the circle of like just making it organic and infinite and whatever things I could throw in there, whatever possibilities can happen, can happen. Did you get any feedback on the change in your work or even on the imperfection of the cloth versus the paper? I think uh, people really liked the, the paper, the difference between the silk screen and the embroidery because they said this is different we can feel we can touch it looks so much different in real than on the photos you, you should come and see it itself and they really were looking during the exhibitions because most exhibitions I could see people just talk to each other whereas on the opening night I could see people actually go close up to the piece and then look at it and touch it and and like really look at all the elements that I've put in there do you have a favorite one or one that you connect with more? I, I like them all and it depends on the day mm. and oh. how I feel <laughs> and sometimes I like the blues and silver, sometimes I like the camel with the beiges and sometimes the red of the horses. So, so with everything that's happening with, 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 with the artwork, uh, how, how are you able to balance your, your personal, your professional art but then with, then with your uh, design studio, Fen Design, which is in Circal Avenue, where you, um, where you mostly support um, local-based artists and kind of really show different aspects of art, especially when it comes to uh, street art and some kind of and that gray area between design and art. So, how are you able to kind of change these hats without confusing or pushing your agenda? I guess your personal art agenda. I think I was. Uh 
this, the timing was right for this show, and uh, I worked over summer, so I closed the gallery for two months and then just okay. worked and focused on this. We already had planned our shows for the September and November shows, so I didn't really have to think of that mm -hmm. during the, the time I was working on my exhibition. Why would you then have a sh your show at Meme Gallery rather than at Fan Designs? I think it's... I can't put my exhibition in my gallery and promote myself. It would go against the, uh, the uh, nature of Fan Designs where okay. we promote locally-based artists. You're a locally-based artist. I am a locally-based artist. I have shown at Fan Designs in group shows, yeah. but not like one piece or two okay. pieces, but not... Uh, the whole solo show so I think because I've worked with Megan before in Bonhams she curated my show back in 2011 she came to me one day and she said let's have coffee and let's discuss your artwork and then somehow this happened and I kept saying no I'm not ready let's not do this yet you know I need to focus on my gallery and my artists and then she's like well I'm focusing on you right now so <laughs> produce something and let's go with this and then eventually this happened and okay. it was great that uh, she gave me that push no no it's, it's great for us to see kind of your work developed and i know we've talked we've talked off 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 air about uh kind of the the, the, the movement of, of the artistic world in, uh, in the emirates mm -hmm. uh, or the artists in the emirates so now that you've done this and you, you still are promoting fan design and all the other support that you do in the emirates how are you going to stop making art and but not take away from from your efforts at fan design? How are you gonna? How do you see or imagine yourself being able to balance this out? I still make art on the side when I have some time. Like I have my desk at uh, at home and I have my desk at the gallery where, when there's not much work or when we've just finished a big project, mm -hmm. I take a day or two just for myself, either to sketch or to look back at past works and see how I can develop it. I always have a journal with me where I put my ideas and my sketches in. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of ongoing and it's never really stopped. But is it enough? I mean unless you don't want to be a professional like full-time artist is it is it enough to do bits and pieces or do you think you should kind of step back a little bit from fan design and focus on what for the artist i think that's that is a possibility and i should be doing that but for me with the way i work is it's it's like two or three projects mm -hmm. ongoing at okay. the same time so if someone wants a, a piece for a show or a piece for an event mm -hmm. or like a commission for whatever, then I would work, I would have the time, I would set the time apart to do, to do focus on that. So it's as projects come, uh, as I see what, what's next, so I found another icon that I could do, that I could turn into one of these, which I'm working on right now. So it's kind of like whenever the idea comes, whenever the, the concept okay. comes to me. Okay, now I'm going to get a little bit kind of tough on you just because you're saying whenever the idea comes, whenever the concept comes. Mm -hmm. But when, when one is a professional artist, yeah. it's a job. It's you a job. You sit there and you, you sit there and kind of really focus and try to make things happen. Yes. Versus that whimsical feeling of whenever it comes to me. True. And you being kind of the director of a fan design and you push these artists to mm -hmm. make them the, the way Megan pushed you. Yes. See, that is why I didn't do it in my gallery because... No, I, I know, knew I would have been... Now, now you're trying yeah. to get away from the answer. <laughs> I'm just seeing that if, if, if Megan is no longer going to push you, 
It does not mean it's going to be five years later. Are you being far too selfless or are you hiding in the terms of creating art? I mean, I, are you even looking for um, residencies and other things? And I am looking for residencies. I did apply to a couple, mm -hmm. but I think I got, I don't know. I don't know what happened with that, but... I think you're right. Where I should do, I should do set 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 a time where I should work and focus on my personal life. And it's been too long that mm -hmm. I haven't focused on myself. Whereas I focused on other exactly. artists and promoted them. And suddenly, five years gone by, and we're like, okay, what have I done? But alhamdulillah, during those times, I've done group shows, group exhibitions, um, uh, commissions. The Divan Cleef thing came up, and then I'm doing the. Uh, I did the carpet for FBMI, which is showing and design week, uh, like projects here and there. So I'm when this came head. up, when this came up, you're shaking your head, yes. <laughs> but definitely this, I would love to take this a step further and develop this kind of concept with the iconography of the Emirates and show people what other things I could do rather than just, you know, focus on artists also I should also be focusing on myself and my personal art and growth and this is kind of I guess the overall uh, feeling in, in the Emirates a lot of the artists who are based here that I've mm -hmm. spoken to it's always about managing kind of work work and artwork which is yes. fine which is fair a lot uh, globally people do that to be able to to manage their life but as we're having more and more systems in the Emirates that support artists mm -hmm. I think it's it's not fair for us, the artists, to hide behind work and life when there is always a way to do more art, just for us to develop our scene here. Because we have great, great galleries, great collectors, great foreign artists showing, but not as much weight in uh, in the artists that we have, and especially now with the with the passing of of Hassan Sharif. Yes. It's. We're getting, we're coming less and less, and all our younger artists are coming up doing one or two shows every ten years. Yes, and then they're not doing anything. Else. You're, you're right. But I think, like in in the in Europe and other places, people can live just doing art, whereas I haven't seen that here. They have to have a day job, no, and then by fine. night it's they fine. do. It, it's they fine. Should still they should still and push. exactly, but. People, what I've heard other people say is like, oh, I don't have time to do my artwork. I work full time. I come home at six o'clock. I'm tired. I can't focus on my work. But I said, well, if other people can do it, you can do mm. it as well. Don't, you know, and if you're enjoying your work work, then you should come back and do your artwork and your personal work and develop it from there. Even though if someone's working in finance, they come home and they do art at night, it, it still works. Yeah, until you're able to get to the point where you can live off your art. Exactly. So now going back to you mm -hmm. specifically, we don't we don't necessarily want to see another kind of five years go by with you not realizing that you haven't done anything because time does fly quickly. It does. And we it are does. getting older and we're going to have less and less opportunities to be able to freely do things. True. So... So, yeah, maybe you you'll see. You I, am, I am going to practice what I preach, and I am going to develop uh, more art because this gave me kind of a push and kind of a, um, put me back into the perspective of the artist okay. and the curator, whereas I usually am the curator and the organizer, and I push the artist and tell, guide them. So now Megan was there for me to, to 
actually tell me, okay, do this, do this. You know, you have a deadline. Bring in your works on this time. We'll photograph them. We'll do the catalog. So there was someone taking my role and putting me back into the artist role. So that was kind of interesting. Okay. And, uh, well, well, thank you for being honest and, and, and allowing me to bully you a little bit. <laughs> no worries. That's <laughs> on, fine. On our podcast. <laughs> um, so, as we said, we're, um, Seamless Loop is on at uh, Meme Gallery till the 30th of October. And is there anything you want to say before we wrap up? I think, um, no, I think we covered everything, and this was really fun. Thank you for having me. No, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. Like I said, it's... it's uh, it's overall a development of, of, of art, but also development of locally based artists who, yes. who do create things and for us to have our own look and feel That's rather true. than an imposed one. That's true. And I really hope like locally based artists keep doing their work and keep showing their work because um, I think we are one of the one of the only galleries or maybe two or three handful galleries that show locally based artists. And people ask me, why don't you fly in a major artist and show him in your gallery then you're going to sell everything and stuff but for me it's more about showing the talent of what we have here whatever the nationality as long as they're residents and they do artwork and people can come and appreciate their work then why not show what we have because we have a lot of talent here in the UAE and we should promote that thank you very much so um, for you guys Fen Design is uh, is in Circal Avenue, while the Meme Gallery, which the show Seamless Loop is on, is on Umsuqaim Road. And we just finished our interview with Sheikh Awafa bin Tahashir al-Maktoum. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Goodbye. <laughs>